Welcome to the Tideline Talks podcast, where we discuss all things related to sports medicine, health and wellness. We dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that's easy to understand. It's hosted by yours truly, Dr. Michael Sclafani, founder of Tideline Sports Performance and Rehabilitation. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Tideline Talks podcast. This is your host, Dr. Michael Sclafani, and today I'm joined by Aubrey Griskevich, and she runs a practice called OBFIT Life and also is a coach at F45. So thanks, Aubrey, for coming aboard our podcast. Appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so let's uh, let's start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, and how'd you make your way down to the South Florida parts of the United States? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm originally from Northeast Pennsylvania, so Wilkes-Barre, Scranton area, for those of you familiar with the office. I I get that a lot. Um, was your first job a paper salesperson? It was <laughs> a little bit different. Floor mats and uniforms over at Cintas. So okay. uh, I have a background in um, in business. I have worked with Cintas for about four years and then went over to a recruiting firm. Uh, and then I always knew I loved training, uh, did some in-person work, did some online coaching, especially during COVID. Um, that was kind of where OBFIT Life was born. Uh, it was during COVID and people needed a way to work out. So I helped put together some online boot camps for people and was really able to just do it part time from there Um, with, you know, traveling all the time with my boyfriend uh, for his job. I kind of decided that he had an unconventional style of work and I was going to go and chase my dreams of doing the unconventional style of um, doing the online coaching. So that's really where. I began and how I got to where I am now. That's great. And I think that, um, you know, the remote programming, the remote coaching, I think that especially since COVID and everything like that, people are thirsty for that. People need that because I think um, some people really took to heart working out home, working out on their own. Um, And especially when everything was shut down or as things were starting to open up, I think there was a lot of really great opportunity for businesses like yours to have people have a resource that they could use to work out effectively, safely, get results, improve performance without feeling like they're just in the wild, wild west by themselves with not as much of a educational background like yourself. So um, the other part of what you do as well is you also coach, right? So tell us a little about your coaching experience. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I said, I'm originally from Northeastern Pennsylvania. I worked at a small boutique gym called Vive while I was there. I absolutely love being a part of that team. It was kind of an all-in-one encompassing gym. We had everything from the free weights and the platforms and the benches um, to things like a cycle room and group fitness classes. So my experience there was, you know, I helped put together and run group fitness classes as well as take on one-on-one clients um, there. So I really enjoyed that one-on-one uh, person interaction. I thought that was really where I thrived in getting to see my clients' results. And so when I moved down here into Florida uh, in June of 2021, I moved down here and I was trying to find my home base. I was trying to find somewhere 
someplace that was similar in the culture and the vibe um, where I could really thrive and help my clientele. So that's kind of when I found F45. I had dabbled around in a couple of other gyms that were here in Florida, but none of them really felt like home until I became a part of F45 in downtown Sarasota. And that's just really where it, it took off. Like it was, um, it was amazing. The community, they welcomed me and it's really cool to have that in-person feel again, as well as the online component. Sure. And I know that that particular F45 location being right in the heart of downtown Sarasota has a lot of really good energy, right? Like mm-hmm. we were, we talked off air about Daniel, if you're listening to this, you know, we were like, where does this dude get his energy from? Right. And I think that just that downtown being on the on the pulse of a lot of things, I think that F45 studio just has a lot of really great vibes, too. So that's also due in part to the coaching staff you included and Daniel and the rest of everybody else as well. But how do you so with your business, it's a lot of a lot of one on one, you're doing one on one nutrition, you're doing one on one remote coaching, remote programming. How do you like, um, you know, the group fitness aspect of what you do um, for your job, as well as the individualization of everything? How do you do you like the mix of both? Or tell us a little bit about how that's been working out? Yeah, I definitely enjoy the mix of both. Um, And I think it varies by person and what their goals are as to what avenue that they want to take. I think, you know, somebody who's very motivated and uh, has a lot of physique goals, they're going to probably do a little bit better with, you know, one-on-one specific, like in the gym training, whereas somebody who loves that community aspect um, is going to do really well in that like F45 setting. Uh, We've got workouts that are always being switched up so it's always something fresh and new and exciting and you know you get that novelty when it comes to that class setting so I I like being able to have both styles in my pocket depending on the person their goals and you know really what they want out of uh, their exercise routine. Sure. And there are some people that are just naturally more extroverted and love, they like feed off that energy. And then there are some people like myself, a little bit more introverted. And it's like, you know, I love having the ability to just kind of go in, do my own thing. And I'd like group fitness, but I also like the ability to just kind of be able to recharge my social battery. So it's nice to be able to have uh, a job like yours where you're able to do both. And then now you get, and you can kind of tailor it to that because I know you do have some nutrition clients who are also part of F45 as well. So they get the one-on-one individualization for their um, performance and nutrition needs. Uh, But then they also get the group fitness and more of that like energy extroverted vibe from the group class at F45, which is great. So um, tell us a little bit about um, with your particular uh, coaching business, what is your ideal client, your ideal avatar, and who, who do you like working with within your business? Yeah, so I really like to focus like my ideal client as somebody who is where I was, you know, years ago. Um, and I think that's a great way for coaches to frame like who they want to work with um, because they've seen those challenges, they've experienced them already, and now they know how to coach somebody through it. So I like to work particularly with women. I do have a mix of both, but I would say women is more like my ideal clientele who feel like they've tried everything. They've tried, you know, keto, they've tried juice cleanses, they've tried the restrictive dieting, and it's constantly that yo-yo back and forth. They drop weight, they see the results on the scale, and then they find that it's unsustainable and they can't get to where they want to be. 
So I know for me personally, I was that person who was like, let's run five miles a day and let's play a game and how little calories that I need to get through the day. And it breaks my heart to see that women are still doing that when there is such a better way to be able to fuel your body. And so I like to work with clients who, like I said, were where I was because I know that there's such a better way. And so I really like to educate my clients on it doesn't have to be like this. You can, you know, learn to fuel your body, fuel your body properly and use that weight training as well to build muscle and increase that your metabolism overall. A hundred percent. And I think um, also, too, that it's very hard to get out of that that yo-yo cycle. Right. Because the first thing that people think about is, oh, man, if you're going to increase my caloric intake, you're going to feed me more. The only thing I'm going to do is just gain weight. Right. And I think, you know, we talked a little about this off air too. I think that almost that reverse dieting, that reset, you know, uh, staying on base or maintenance or whatever you want to call it, I think is so important. And, you know, especially if, if you work a lot with a female population and we're talking about, you know, nutrition and things like that, how do you tell somebody or what kind of things do you tell people who are very resistant to increasing their calories or have that fear of gaining a few pounds in order to be able to reset their metabolism? What are some of the coaching uh, cues or just coaching tips that you offer your clients who are in those situations? I think it's definitely um, a mental game, especially like you said, as with the female population, like, I don't know if it's societal or just like how we were raised or what it is, but mentally it's so challenging for us to see that we need to eat more and it is okay. Uh, so a lot of the stuff I'll do is honestly mindset work. We work on your mindset and teaching you the reason why. And I know we had touched on this a little bit, you know, offline, but once you learn the why behind something, it's so much easier to implement it into your practice. So I'm a big advocate for um, teaching in that way. When it comes to that mindset shift, it's a little bit easier to do because they understand um, the why behind everything that we do. Right, right. I think that's a good point, too. And I think I think nowadays we are finding people who um, the general workout population who has tried everything, right? I think you can't open up a web browser without talking about keto, juice cleansing, intermittent fasting, right? There's so many different trends that have kind of ebbed and flowed and just kind of gone on with with the nutrition and sports performance world that, you know, I think it's really important, like you said, to get people off of that crazy train and onto just like, hey, let's just give you what you need. And I think, um, you know, I... I know that you had mentioned that there are a few people who are eating more now and still losing weight than when they were actually on this super restrictive diet and they were just basically like killing themselves from the inside out, trying to be so restrictive. And I think it, it is really tough. And, um, you know, what do you tell people when they first start off and they are on base, right? Or they on they are on that metabolic reset and, you know, they do start to, to gain a little bit weight and you talk to them about their mindset and things like that. And, um, you know, one thing that you had mentioned to me was that it gives you a place to go, right? So can you elaborate a little bit more about that um, with what we had talked about earlier? Yeah, absolutely. So when you are dropping weight, your metabolism is also going to slow down. So during my programs, we talk a lot about metabolism and how to keep that running um, high and keep you as like a caloric burning machine. So 
when you are starting from that low, say it's 1,200 calories a day that you're consuming, you might drop weight initially, but then you'll stop and you'll plateau. And you can cut even more, but you really don't have much to go off of now because you still need calories to keep your body just doing its daily dues, like your organs functioning, your normal nine to five work that you have to do. Um, Your body needs calories to function. And I think people just look at it originally. They're like, okay, well, if I didn't go to the gym today, then I can't eat. Or, you know, I only burn X, Y, Z calories during my workout. So you know, now how much can I eat? Instead of looking at the whole picture of how much our body is burning throughout the day. Uh, So definitely being able to, you know, have that place to cut from. We want to increase those calories over time. And I know you'd asked, uh, you know, what happens when they start gaining a couple of pounds from the start and and how do I explain that? And it's exactly that. Like you need a place to cut from. So we want to get you to your maintenance calories where, you're not necessarily losing weight. You're not necessarily gaining weight. And that's where your body should be at. That's like your metabolic base, your maintenance calories. And then we can go from there, you know, depending on your goal. You want to gain um, muscle math. You want to build strength. We go over that maintenance. You want to, you know, cut and maybe, you know, lose some body fat, lose some weight. Then we go lower, but we never cut drastically right from like whatever your base is to that 1200 calorie mark. Never. We take it in smaller increments. So that way your metabolism has the chance to adapt and then we move to the next level. But it has to be a slow adaption so that way you can continue to see progress long term. Yeah, that's a great approach. And I think um, you and I talked a little about our own um, contest prep uh, experiences, which I feel like, you know, you almost need, you had mentioned earlier about how, you know, I like to work, you like to work with people who um, are kind of where you were before, almost like a great like foil or a great before and after, right? And I think that there's no offense to those who do that, but there is really nothing worse than contest prep. I don't think like on your body, on your mind, like on your soul, like everything just takes a hit. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your um, your NPC competition and just your experience as a um, as a competitor in that realm as well? Yeah, I I loved competing. I know <laughs> you were like, no, uh, not really for me, but I did the NPC bikini division and I love competing competing, I think it gave me a a strong sense of purpose where I was like, okay, now I have this new goal. I've been um, living a lifestyle where I'm pretty relatively healthy. I'm working out all the time, but I kind of wanted to see where the next level would be for me. And so that was kind of the why behind when I went into competing. Um, But like you said, it does get draining. It does get taxing and old really really quickly and it's um you get down to such low calories and for me personally i never dropped below 1400 so i was still at that you know above 1200 mark i was eating a, a fair amount still but the aftermath of getting my hormones back in balance like my last show that i did was in may 2021 and I'll say that my hormones are finally starting to regulate now and we're, what, November 2022. So, you know, almost that year and a half area. Uh, so it 
it definitely took a while. And especially for me, the reverse diet was the hardest part because you're mentally used to seeing yourself in such a high standard that now any weight that you put on is like, whoa, this is not me. And so it took a while. And that's why I like to focus on mindset work with my clients because I've been there. I know I've seen myself in one capacity, but now I'm in this other capacity where I'm stronger. I've got more energy. You know, I'm able to do the things that I enjoy and have that freedom again and not taking Tupperware to family dinners or to the restaurant anymore. You know, I'm just being able to kind of eat that 80-20 lifestyle that we talked about and, and have that be my life now. Well, I think you nailed it. I think that, um, you know, I we, we work a lot with bodybuilders, um, you know, physique competitors, and, you know, we love working with them. But I think a lot of people have to recognize that that is just literally they're dieting down, they're training for one particular event that they don't live there, right? Like all of the people you see in the magazines, all the people on the fitness magazines, on the like physique competitors who are shredded and, you know, they look a certain way that maybe you find desirable in terms of what you would want for yourself, but they're, they're living there temporarily. Like that's not sustainable. And I think you nailed it when you said, you know, then you get, you may gain a little bit of weight or whatever maybe you don't look exactly the same but if you're so much more functional and you're so much more capable of like participating in society that to me i think is worth it too you know like you said the worst part is somebody who are so restrictive they can't go out they can't hang out with friends they can't hang out with family without you know feeling like they're going to be like off of their their contest prep or off of their meal prep and i think it's just so it's so taxing on them because you need that social outlet i don't care if you are a true introvert you still need just a little bit of some like social interaction and you know you're you end up being a little bit better you know significant other like my wife and i weren't uh didn't even know each other when i competed in one bodybuilding show and it was like she even said she's like we would not have even been friends. She's like, there's no way I would have been able to tolerate you <laughs> during contest prep. And she's like, I've seen what happens when you like do a little mini cut for yourself and you get a little hangry. And, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's fair. Right. But then you multiply that by a thousand right during contest prep. But it makes you just a better human to have that 80 20 when somebody's working with you um, for nutrition coaching and they do have, say, like, you know, we're coming up on the holiday season now as we close out 2022. Um, what does that look like for you if they say, hey, I'm getting, you know, maybe I'm going back home or I'm going to a family gathering or I'm going to X, Y and Z where I may go a little bit off plan, even though they're working with you? How do you tailor? How do you calibrate that as well? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, you know, we are getting into that holiday season, so I get it a lot. And I would say it's the same kind of advice that I would give with summer vacations that I had over this past year. Um, and it's really that you take your time with everything. You kind of control the controllable. That's my favorite line. You control the controllable. Can you start your morning off with like a good routine? Can you get in a high quality protein packed breakfast to start your day? And then, you know, your lunch is still a normal lunch that you would have throughout the day. And then maybe it's dinner. Maybe it's just that one meal or you're going out with friends or you're going out with family that you have as a free meal or an untracked meal. I never like to say that, you know, people have cheat days 
days is just (laughs) (laughs) days or day, full day. That is always like alarm going off for me. Um, But also like a cheat meal even sounds like, ooh, it's like dirty. It's taboo, you know? And that is like nutritional adultery, right? (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. So it's like that labeling of food of uh, good versus bad. And I never want to see my clients feel that it's good or bad. Let's just find ways that we can still incorporate those foods that you enjoy while keeping you on track. Um, So that would be my biggest thing when they're going into the holidays is like control what you can control. And if you know that you're going out, make sure the rest of your day is set up for success. It doesn't have to be the whole day. Um, So that would be probably like the biggest advice that I would have for those clients. I think that's great advice because I think, you know, typically it is just, you know, people get together for Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner. And I mean, I'm Italian. So when it's Thanksgiving dinner, it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's like, hey, we're coming over. We're eating from like 11 to six. Right. And it's but yeah, you got to control what you can control on that, because otherwise you end up like eight plates, eight plates deep. And your grandmother's lasagna and you're like, oh, man, I feel like Garfield right now, you know? Yep. And I think that's a fair point that you bring up, like Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. How many days is that? Three. If you want to celebrate, you know, you know, call it New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever it is, that's five days. But over that holiday time period, that's three months. That is three months. So when people tell me, they're like, oh, I don't know. The holidays are coming up. But in reality, when you break it up as to how many events that you're actually celebrating, it becomes so minuscule on that time frame where you really don't want to push off your goals for three months just for, call it a week worth of celebrating. Um, So I think that's a a good thing to keep in mind as well is like you can still hit your goals during the holiday. Like it doesn't have to be an excuse for you. Yeah. And I think that's the, you nailed it. Cause I think that's exactly what a lot of people will give some resistance to, right. Is like, there's always kind of like this little obstacle or some kind of excuse. Right. And I think that, um, you know, and not to, not to downplay a lot of what's been going on currently, but I think right now, I think our just, culture as a whole, I think a lot of people very easily throw up a lot of roadblocks, you know, and I think people are very easy to um, come up with some type of excuse or reason why they should not do something versus taking a little bit of that leap of faith or really investing in themselves because that's what they're doing, right? They they come to see us here at Tideline and they're investing in their body and their sports medicine and sports rehabilitation and overall sports performance health. They invest in a nutrition coach or somebody to do uh, programming for them to help to uh, augment their current training or become the base of their current training uh, or they're designing a nutrition coaching program with you, they're investing in themselves and their overall health, right? Like there's never a wrong investment on yourself with somebody who knows what they're doing, right? So um, yeah, what uh, what does your personal uh, training and your personal fitness lifestyle look like, right? Because, you know, we spend all day long telling people, how to work out and helping them move. And then, you know, you spend all of your day helping people, you know, design a program and design a nutrition plan and things like that. So what do things look like behind the scenes for you? Yeah. So things are, they're always changing a little bit. Um, I would say 
since my competition days and learning that maybe I do need to do a little bit less um, intense, especially for those hormones that I said I needed to, you know, get back under control. Um, so for a while there, my workouts looked like they were under, you know, 45 minutes strength training. Um, I am one of those, you know, introverted, let's, you know, put my headphones in at the gym and, and crank some stuff out. Um and then I do like to incorporate a class every now and again. I like to be able to understand what my clientele is going through, especially at 45. I think it's a great way. Like you, you have to know what you're teaching. Mm -hmm. So I really um, enjoy taking a class every now and again to switch things up. But um, I, like I said, my workouts were after I kind of figured out that I needed to get things under control and balance were like that 45 minute mark um, and, you know, working on more um, of that, um, hypertrophy style workout and now because I'm getting into that winter season a little bit more I I'm really focusing on strength building I, I used to lift um, a lot like I want to get my squat back up I want to you know I'm working on increasing my deadlift PR so working on those smaller rep ranges um, for you know legs and deadlift and then still have that hypertrophy for, you know, accessory muscles and things of that nature right now. But usually um, four days a week strength training now, anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour, um, depending on the muscle group. And then, you know, maybe one day of cardio, whether it's cycling or running. Um, my boyfriend and I, we really enjoy hiking, so not much hiking here in Florida, but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but we try to find different trails and adventures to, to go on and, and explore. So that's kind of what mine looks like right now. That's great. I really like the fact that you like to walk the walk and talk the talk, right? Because I think we find some people who just want to hop on bandwagons and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to coach X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to provide this type of service. And they have no background in it. They have no idea you know, what it's like to be on that end. I mean, you mentioned that you want to work with uh, your own um, personal fitness clients who have kind of been through what you've been through, right? Because that creates a lot of relatability and it creates a lot of credibility for you as well. Same thing. You like to hop in on the F45 workouts so that you get a chance to experience, hey, this is what F45 is like, et cetera. And this is what it feels like when you're pushing that cardio RPE to like a nine out of 10. And you know what it's like when then you have somebody standing next to you, like, come on, let's keep going. Like <laughs> timer didn't go off yet, right? Mm -hmm. Type of deal. And you get a feel for that. Um, but um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about uh, where, where you work out outside of F45. Like where do you do all this strength training? Do you have a home gym, a garage gym, or do you go to a, a commercial gym or tell us a little bit about where you go? Yeah. So right now I've been just working out at our apartment gym. We have an apartment that has a, a pretty nice setup, basically everything that I could be looking for, which is really nice. Um, we're tiptoeing around the idea of getting another membership just to get back into the gym. But uh, during the season, it was a lot of traveling. So there was no point in really kind of getting a full-on membership. We were checking out different gyms up north. We were um, 
you know, using hotel gyms. We were using hikes uh, like up in actual mountains, not just the flat terrain in Florida. Um, just so that everybody knows, your boyfriend is a coach for the Orioles, right? Yes. So this is why you're doing all of this traveling, right? It's not yes. it's not you guys just kind of ditching work and then just going out to play. I just want to make right. sure that that's clear, right? Thank you. Tell us yes. a little bit more about his job because I think it's super cool too, what he does with the organization. Absolutely. So he is a hitting coach for the Orioles organization. He um, is in Aberdeen, Maryland for half the year. Half the season he does work with high A, so the Aberdeen Ironbirds. uh, And he gets to see a lot of the players come through on the development side. It's it's really awesome. And baseball is so much more than I ever expected or knew. Um, I grew up in like Football was always my sport watching. So now I'm like, baseball, okay. Never really <laughs> took to that necessarily. But uh, no, it's it's been great. And during season, it's like full work mode. So now during the off season and we're back at home, it's, um, it's nice to have him around a little bit more and uh, get to get to go out and, and live a normal <laughs> lifestyle again. <laughs> I had never really worked a lot in the professional baseball scene until I did my residency at the Cleveland Clinic, and I worked with the the Indians, and I'm still going to call them the Indians, not the Guardians, but when I worked with the Cleveland Indians, I was like, the same shock that you had, I was like, I thought these guys were just standing around, hitting a ball, you know, a few innings, and, you know, the pitcher and the catcher were doing a lot of the work, right, and, and then you actually get behind the scenes, and you're like, oh man, like, they play a ton of games. They have how many different little series and then they have to then pick up and then travel in the middle of the week to a different. It's not like, you know, not taking anything away from the NFL, but usually the NFL games are on a Sunday. It's very predictable. It's like, no, in baseball, you're going to be here for like three days, travel day. Then you're going to play another three games back to back to back. And it's it's a whirlwind. So every day, like every single day you go in for practice in the morning and then you have your game at seven o'clock at night. So there are days that he like leaves at 11 a.m. and doesn't get back until midnight and the only off day if it as long as it wasn't a travel day was on Monday of all days so that like talk about a crazy schedule and throwing off like anything that I I was doing um as far as like working in a quote-unquote normal nine to five um and that's I think one of the biggest reasons that like I wanted to make that jump was because our lifestyles were changing so much and I'm like you know what, I, I see you going after your dream career. What's stopping me from doing mine? And that's kind of really what helped me make that push. 100%. And that's awesome, too, right? I mean, you really get a chance to chase the American dream. So may as well go for it, right? So, Absolutely. And you're obviously very successful at what you do. So kudos to you. you. Um, tell us a little bit about what is so... What is it like when you're traveling on the road? You know, obviously it's hard to, you're not sitting there with a food scale anymore. You don't get these nice clean Tupperwares full of like, you know, pre-cooked ground beef or whatever else, you know, that we throw into our, our Tupperwares and meal prep as well. What is it like to um, to eat on the road or what advice would you give people who do maybe travel for the holidays or just travel for work or travel for summer vacations? Like tell us a little bit about your approach to kind of nutrition on the go. Yeah, I think um, going back to a little bit before, like controlling what you can control, I would always, uh, I'm definitely the crazy person who's bringing my portable blender with me and maybe having some chicken already prepped to like throw in the hotel mini fridge. Uh, But really just 
preparing as much of the food as I can, knowing that there's going to be at least one meal a day that I'm eating out somewhere. And, you know, just making sure that it's a healthier option, uh, trying to get in my fruits and my vegetables throughout the day, and then always prioritizing protein. Um, when all else fails, I always say protein and vegetables like that, you know, those are your biggest things that you want to prioritize. Um, but it's not like I try to necessarily like restrict anything while I'm away traveling or um, really just trying to control as much as I can control, have like my protein shakes and supplements ready, um, cook as much chicken as I can take for the week and kind of let the le- the rest of it just happen and see where it goes. Yeah, that's great. And I think um, what I like about your approach is that you do uh, emphasize a balance, right? Like, you know, you mentioned 80-20, but I think it's it's so important just for people overall to have a good balance, right? And, you know, you follow, if you follow some of your social media posts, like your more recent one about Halloween, it's like, eat your candy. Like, it's not going to kill yes. you. And I think there are so many people who are just like, oh man, like if I'm going to go off plan or off whatever, it's like, it has to be this huge roller coaster where they go down into this rabbit hole and it's impossible to climb out of. And it's like, listen, if you constantly restrict yourself, then of course you're going to have this huge like backslide, right? So can you speak a little bit more to some of the things that you approach with your clientele about how to strike a balance, right? Because you're obviously trying to promote a healthy lifestyle and we're not really looking to step up on stage in a banana hammock or a bikini or something like that 24 seven, right? We're just looking just to be like overall healthy, perform well in the gym and just live a happy, healthy, balanced lifestyle. So you speak a little bit about your approach to people's lifestyle balance and things like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just started working with another client who she loves having something sweet every night. And she has gone back and forth and done the yo-yo dieting. She thinks like foods are bad. And then she restricts for a while until then all of a sudden the whole sleeve of cookies is gone. (laughs) So um, I think my biggest approach is instead of feeling like you can't have it, I want you to be able to incorporate more of it into your diet. Now, I'm not saying sit here and eat the whole bucket of candy, eat the whole sleeve of cookies. That's by no means what I'm saying. But be able to allow yourself to experience that hunger and that craving. And that way you can satisfy it and just move on. Like once you can kind of feed it and move on, I think it becomes easier than, oh, no, I have that craving. Can't have it. Oh, no, I still want it nope, I can't have it. And then next thing you know, like I said, the whole sleeve of cookies, the whole bag of candy is gone. So um, the approach I like to have is, is finding that balance. Like, okay, what if instead of the whole sleeve, we have one each night? Or I even like to try out different recipes. Like she, this particular client likes to bake. So we are trying some new recipes that Um, are still going to hit that sweet craving that she has, but has some healthier ingredients as well and maybe is a little bit higher in protein. So um, that way she could have like a higher protein snack before she goes to bed at night. And I think that's perfectly fine to hit that, that middle ground and really make somebody happy that they can sustain this over time and not feel like I can only, you know, restrict myself for so long until I just cave. No, we want it to be a lifestyle that you can do long term. Otherwise, you end up like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And it's like, (laughs) you know, like when you were going like, can I, can't I? And it's like, 
It, yeah, it was very familiar yes. to that for those nerds out there. But yeah, <laughs> but I think you're right though because it like it's not all about restrictive, right? Because otherwise you will crash and burn. I think like it's it's so much about sustainability. I think that's why things like contest prep is just that right like it's literally just for one event and then you go right back into your healthy lifestyle right like yes. you kind of recognize what's healthy what's unhealthy right and then on the flip side it's like well listen if you go away to like charleston south carolina and you eat a bunch of southern cooking and all that stuff right amazingly delicious but you're probably gonna feel like garbage if you live on that 24 7 right it's you know like my wife and i love to take vacations but when we come back sometimes i'm like man it actually feels good to kind of eat healthy again it's like you, you miss kinda, it yeah because you're yeah. so used to a lifestyle right it's like it's the same thing you know it's okay to miss a workout right it's not going to kill you but it's like if you miss a whole three weeks of a workout then it's going to be really hard to come back from that right it's like it's so hard to strike a balance and i think we see people on each end of the spectrum who like freak out if they have to miss a workout because they feel like if they don't then they don't like earn their food like there's some yes. like trained circus animal out there right <laughs> and or we see the other part of it where it's like oh you know what like my back's been a little bit tight so i just decided to just not work out for a whole month and see how it it feels right and it's like well that's not really sustainable either right so right. i think i think you hit it right on the head with with kind of striking a balance so tell us a little bit about you know what's what's up up and coming for for your business or what um you know anything else you can tell us about like looking forward into the future for you and or your business as well yeah i think um Moving forward, I'm just really looking at, you know, taking my clients to the next level. Uh, like I do offer online and we're opening up some in-person spots as well. So um, a very select few in person right now, but they are going to be available. So doing that and then um, just continuing to work with those online clientels and, and build a really solid brand around uh, that F45 organization because like I said in the beginning, I when I first moved down here, I was trying to find a new home, a good fit for me in the gym, um, and where I really felt that inclusion and like people were seeing the results that they wanted to see. And now that I have something like that within the F45 community downtown, I think just really leaning into that community even more um, is going to be like my my next step is just continue to grow that. We're currently at. Um, well, as of three weeks ago, I think it was, we were at like 220 members and our goal by the end of the year is to get that 250 mark. And we are well on our way adding, you know, two to three new members at least a week. And uh, so that's that's exciting for us being in that like downtown area. We're trying to get, you know, get Mark Wahlberg to come down yes. and see our location. As, With the like, funky the bunch or just by himself? <laughs> <laughs> With them all. Bring them all. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. No, yeah. that's great. What, uh, what would be one piece of advice you would give anybody listening to this podcast, whether it's about just mindset, nutrition, coaching, working out, whatever. Do you have any like, uh, you know, uh, lasting words for them just as a piece of advice? I would say that it's okay to eat food. Um, <laughs> honestly, though, like as women, like I said before, like we're all we're all nervous to, you know, have our calories be increased. But I think becoming 
okay and listening to our bodies and its hunger cues is one of the biggest things that we can do for not only our our health but also our mental sanity you don't want to feel like you're in that constant state of restriction it's it's no good for your health it's no good for your mental health um so i think just my biggest advice was would be to don't be afraid to eat and understand that foods don't have to have a classification as good versus bad you can find a happy medium in that balance and uh, still be able to hit your goals by doing that. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, thanks, Aubrey, for coming aboard and sharing a little bit about yourself and, and your business. Um, we can put these in the show notes, but tell us a little bit more about where people can find out about you or if they really want to work with you and how do they get in touch with, with you and your business? Absolutely. So the best way that you can probably find me is on Instagram and my handle is at obfitlife to one so a-u-b-f-i-t-l-i-f-e to one or you can join my free facebook community where i go live every week on a different training tip whether it's about weight training or nutrition and metabolism um, so every week i go live on that and that uh, group is toning muscles with macros so um like you said you can list them in the show notes so that way people can can grab those links and become a part of that that's awesome they get a little free sample of a little bit more about what you're about as well so it's a it's a nice little a uh, little free sample so absolutely well thanks again aubrey really appreciate your time yes thank you i'm glad to be here hey real quick before you go i just wanted to say thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share with others by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it to your story on instagram by tagging at tideline sports performance so we can repost it and to stay up on all the latest from us, make sure you follow at Tideline Sports Performance on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. All right, guys, catch you next episode.